0: Food Hills Nation, are you ready to travel like no one else in style and on a budget? In order to start traveling like no one else, you got to stop booking travel like everyone else. That's why Travelista's Laura Powers and Allison Melody, that's me, have teamed up to bring you a free travel masterclass. We're calling it Passport to Free Travel, the no-fluff approach to luxury travel on a budget plus health and safety tips. Collectively, Laura and I have visited over 40 countries and we both re- that we have such a passion for traveling in luxury without breaking the bank. So we wanted to share it with you. So we've combined our favorite money-saving tips, credit card advice, safety skills, and health hacks to help you travel the world in style. So join us Friday, November 18th at 12 o'clock Pacific Pacific three o'clock Eastern for a free masterclass and go ahead and register now because even if you can't make it live, we will email you the replay in this free masterclass. You'll learn how to travel for free using your credit and debit card points, how to book now and pay later for flights and accommodations, how to get incredible travel photos, and videos, like all those reels you see on Instagram and videos on TikTok, how to always stay healthy and hydrated while you travel, how to stay safe in any country, how to get paid to travel as an influencer, a podcaster, a speaker, and how to get your travel sponsored, and so much more. Join us at com slash free travel. That's Friday, November 18th, 12 o'clock Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern for our free masterclass, Passport to Free Travel, the no-fluff approach to luxury travel on a budget, plus health and safety tips. Again, that's foodhealsnation.com slash free travel.
1: Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately.
0: All right. Welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. In today's episode, we will hear some of the most inspiring juicing stories powered by plants. This is part two of my Healthy AF series to help inspire you to have a total wellness and weight loss transformation. And don't worry, you don't have to do it alone. In fact, if you're ready to get healthy AF in 2023 with me and other Food Heals Nation listeners, stay tuned to the end of this episode and I'll tell you exactly how we can have a total wellness transformation together in 2023. P.S. I am now down 11 pounds from adding the peptide Therapy. Like literally, my pants don't fit. I went to my co working spot the other day and I put on this long sleeve dress that I haven't worn since, you know, last winter, last time it got cold because it just got really cold here in Nashville. And I was like, oh, it's looking a little boxy. It needs a belt. I put on the belt that I used to wear with it last year and it fell off. It was too big. I mean, this is like crazy. Okay. I'm down 11 pounds. Just adding the peptide therapy to my regular routine. So, if you want to learn more about that, stay tuned to the end of the show and I'll tell you all about how we can get healthy AF together in 2023, lose weight together. And if you're interested in the peptide therapy, functional medicine, and more, I will share all of that at the end of this episode. But first, I've got interviews with Dr. Vickers. Dr. Vickers is the director of the Advanced Gerson Therapy Clinic in Rosarito, Mexico. That is the the world's most premier clinic for the natural treatment of cancer and advanced disease through juicing through food then we've got joe cross our good friend from fat sick and nearly dead remember he's the one who reversed his autoimmune condition and lost 100 pounds by juicing his way back to health. Then we've got Tim Kaufman. He went from being 400 pounds, unable to walk, suffering from chronic diseases, and addicted to prescription painkillers, to climbing mountains and running marathons. Incredible, incredible story. Then last, we've got Christian Evans, who lost 187 pounds by juice fasting, working out, and just changing that mindset. Let's dive right in. Roll it, Roxy.
2: The Food Heals Podcast
3: starts now.
0: First up, we're talking to Dr. Vickers about how the Gerson Therapy Protocol heals.
1: Well, I'm a chiropractor by trade. I wanted to be a chiropractor ever since I was 11 years old. And a friend of our family's was a chiropractor and they were staying at our home for the weekend when their five-year-old boy who was sleeping with me in my room that night, he woke up at like three in the morning with a cough that wouldn't stop. He just Mm -hmm. literally coughed for 20 minutes straight. And finally, his father heard him, came upstairs, lied him on the end of the bed and adjusted his neck both ways. And immediately the boy stopped coughing. I mean, he didn't cough the rest of the night and he immediately stopped coughing. And, wow. and I was 11 years old and, and that had such a huge impact on me because it was at that point where I'm like, wow, you give the body what it needs and, and it can heal itself. Right. And, so, and so here I am a year away from graduating now chiropractic school nearly 20 years later uh, you know, I'm a year away from graduating chiropractic school, and a woman by the name of Charlotte Gerson was invited to my school, New York Chiropractic College. Uh, she was invited for the weekend, and I attended her lecture. And as soon as she opened her mouth, uh, I knew immediately that that's what I would spend the rest of my life doing. She started talking about her father and how he was reversing advanced cancer, how he's one of the most censored doctors in the history of medicine. He'd been covered up by the U.S. government, the pharmaceutical industry. I knew instinctively that she was obviously telling the truth, but I had absolutely no idea, even as a chiropractor. That the human body had the ability to heal itself of terminal cancer, literally given six to 12 months to live. So um, that's how it all started. And, and then she recognized, you know, there were 300 people in that room, in that auditorium, listening to her. Of those 300, not one picked up the baton and carried on Dr. Gerson's work. I'm the only one that assist that attended that that lecture that's carried it on in, in the manner that that I have and and so she recognized that passion that I had for her father and her father's work and and even what she'd done at that point you know carrying on her father's work and so in 1998 Charlotte invited me to come live at her home in San Diego where she had all her father's handwritten files of all his patients between 1910 and 1959 when he died. And, and she asked me to come and study her father's handwritten files. And I'm I'm one of only a handful of people who've ever had that honor and that privilege to go through literally one of the greatest geniuses in medical history, which Nobel Peace Prize winner, Dr. Albert Schweitzer called Dr. Gerson exactly that, the most eminent genius in medical history. So, you know, that's how intimately connected I am to Dr. Gerson, Dr. Gerson's family and, and his legacy for that matter. And, and now here we are, you know, going into 2022, Charlotte died, uh, three years ago, February. Um, and then her son Howard, he died two, two months later walking his dog. And he would have been, he would have been, you know, the, the logical person to take over Charlotte's role, but now he passed away immediately after Charlotte did. So, you know, here I am really by default now being the face of the Gerson therapy because there is no one left. There's no one left to carry on Dr. Gerson's name or his legacy, and, and which is essentially what happened after he died between 1959 and 1977. Uh, nobody carried on Dr. Gerson's work. It literally died with him until 1977 when someone approached Charlotte with the money necessary to rebirth the Gerson therapy. So, um, you know, I, I stand in a really unique and honored position of being able to to carry on Dr. Gerson's work. And, and you know, it's, it's through people like you interviewing me and being able to share uh, what Dr. Gerson left us.
0: Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I have so many chills and so many questions and thank God you are here to carry on this legacy because I learned about this. I watched a little documentary that I know you know of (laughs) that I think you were involved in called The Beautiful
1: Truth. That's right. Eight movies have chronicled Dr. Gerson's work now. There's eight documentaries that actually chronicle his work and no other therapy, no other therapy out there comes even remotely close to having that kind of recognition and exposure on an international scale. Uh, I mean, not even close. But uh, yeah, so The Beautiful Truth was the third documentary done in 2008, and one of my patients in there is Lupita, uh, the little indigenous Mayan Indian girl from uh, Chiapas, Mexico. Uh, She had ovarian cancer and then there was that other lady Uh, who you saw right after my patient, who also had ovarian cancer. That is an absolutely shocking testimonial of what the Gerson therapy is capable of doing because that lady came in in the first movie, The Gerson Miracle. And then we show her four years later in the movie, The Beautiful Truth. You can't even recognize her. She had six months to live in 2004. Then in 2008 in The Beautiful Truth, she's unrecognizable because we've completely restored her body back to perfect health.
0: It's absolutely incredible, the body's ability to heal itself. And I'm getting chills again, because this is why I do this. And I discovered the film, The Beautiful Truth, just after. First, my mother died of cancer, and then my father in 2007. Oh, wow. Then my eyes started to become open, and I saw The Beautiful Truth. And then I moved, I had just moved to California, to LA from North Carolina. And my first client in LA, I was taking her pregnancy photos, had survived ovarian cancer by doing a very similar to the Gerson protocol, which we're going to get into. Don't worry, Food Heals Nation. You're like, well, what is it? We're going to tell you. But she had juiced her way back to health, doing emotional, physical, spiritual healing and juicing and going plant-based. And she had completely reversed her ovarian cancer, didn't do a single one of the doctor's treatments like that would have possibly left her barren. And I was taking this beautiful woman's pregnancy photo Photos, just watching the beautiful truth and being like, my eyes are open. I know what's possible. And now I need to spread this knowledge and let the world know. Like, I was so passionate because I had lost both of my parents to cancer and watched Western medicine completely fail them and have no answers for us.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. They have no answers. I mean, only recently now with immunotherapy. Is there some room for that, but only when done in conjunction with the Gerson therapy? And and maybe we'll get into that later. But but yeah, look, those movies are so powerful. The one before The Beautiful Truth called Dying to Have Known is actually my favorite. Yeah,
0: i oh, so good, too. It's just that I saw the beautiful truth first. Yeah. And then I ordered all the DVDs. Like I remember, were they on like Hay House website or something? And I would just order them from the website. And then I would just watch the one DVD after another after another. It was just such a powerful time of n- learning and knowledge. And where can you get those today, Dr. Vickers? Are they available
1: yeah, that's a good question. You know, um, I know people have gotten some on Netflix. I think there might be some on Hulu. There has been an active, you know, an active attempt to try to get those off of the internet. You know, I, right? Right now, the 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 agenda behind not behind the pandemic is not just you know. The basic things are, you know, they're trying to really depopulate the earth, but they're also trying to take control of natural medicine as well. They really want it destroyed, ultimately. But uh, and with that, you know, the Gerson therapy reigns supreme in terms of its, you know, its recognition. And so they they've actively sought to take things off of the internet, um, like like the movies. So to be honest with you, I don't know anymore exactly where you can get them. But uh, you know, Food Matters. You can go to foodmatters.tv. I think. And Food Matters was one of the original documentaries that came out chronicling Dr. Gerson's work. So I know you can get that there. Um, I know you can get some of them, I think, from Gerson Media uh, either .org or .com, I'm not sure, but uh, that was Howard's company, the Charlotte's son, the one who passed away. Uh, I think it's still in existence. I, I honestly don't know, but you just have to search for them. They're out there, and and they're powerful. I mean, there's nothing you put it on screen, and it's like God walked in the room. So um, yeah. they're very very powerful movies with top scientists in the world backing our work uh just one testimonial after another with their before and after records. So yeah it's 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 just an incredible therapy uh, capable of healing virtually every single degenerative disease.
0: So that was a clip from episode 352 of Food Heals. You can go back and listen. It's called The History and Science of the Most Censored Doctor in the History of Medicine. And then the interview with Dr. Vickers was so good that we had to make it a two-parter. So the next clip is from episode 353 of Food Heals. Roll it, Roxy.
1: This is the crux of the matter. Our patients on the Gerson therapy are getting 20 pounds of organic fruits and vegetables every single day. They They are getting 13 fresh pressed juices every hour on the hour. And that is loaded with those hydroxyl ions. What else is it loaded with? It is loaded with all the nutrients necessary to start rebuilding the organic systems. Why is that important? If you ever heard Charlotte Gerson lecture and someone asked her, what's the cause of disease? She'll tell you two things, deficiency and toxicity. Yes, like
0: preach. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Deficiency and toxicity were the two words she would always respond with. What did she mean by deficiency? Look white rice, white flour, white sugar, cookie, cake, ice cream, you name it, everything we're eating today, not only is it loaded with those fats, what's the other problem? It's been completely stripped of all the nutrients that were originally in the product. White sugar, white rice, white flour, all of these things had the nutrients in them until they were stripped out. Well, those nutrients you needed to run them through the energy cycles and for the body to utilize them. Well, when you ate them and those nutrients weren't there, where'd your body get the nutrients in order to convert them into energy or whatever else it needed to do with it? Well, you have something called your bone marrow. Your bone and your bone marrow, they literally are your immune system's reserve tank. And every single time you ate a processed food, all of those things, cookies, cake, ice cream, pasta, pizza, you name it, white sugar, white rice, white flour, your body had to rob your bone and your bone marrow Mm -hmm. of the nutrients necessary to run those things through the energy cycle. And this is again, why over time, what happens as we get older, our metabolism slows down. It shouldn't. If we're eating healthily, our metabolism really shouldn't slow down that much.
0: And it is reversible regardless of what you read online or what your doctors are telling you. Oh, well, it's just a part of aging. And you're like, absolutely not. Like, don't buy into that, right?
1: It's completely reversible. I'm a chiropractor, okay? I can take anybody today, 55, 60 years old, and x-ray them. And virtually every single person is showing signs of osteoporosis and severe osteoporosis. Why? For this very principle, they've spent six decades of their life eating all these processed foods, breaking down their bone and their bone marrow to to utilize the nutrients necessary to to use those foods. And so you ask, is it reversible? You better believe it is. You put somebody with osteoporosis or any disease on, on Gerson for 12 to 18 months You can completely replenish and restore the human organism and the bone density. And we see it constantly. And so you're just taking a gas tank and you're refilling it with the 20 pounds of organic fruits and vegetables. And let me tell you, nothing short of that will reverse disease and restore that bone loss. But it is completely reversible. Uh, So our patients are getting 20 pounds of organic fruits and vegetables, 13 fresh pressed juices every single day. They're getting three cooked meals every single day. And people say, but when you cook, you destroy the nutrients. That's true. Which brings me to the next point. What did we define metabolism as?
0: Uh, Like how we break down what we eat into energy.
1: The breakdown of food into energy. So we've already discussed that we've lost the capacity to convert food into energy because we can't oxygenate cells because of the acidic body, right?
0: Right. So that's why we alkalize.
1: So we've restored the acidic body with the juices, the alkaline juices loaded with the hydroxyl ions. We've restored the fats at the level of the cell membrane so oxygen can get into the cell. If metabolism is the breakdown of food into energy and disease is caused by a breakdown of metabolism where does the breakdown of food begin in the gut in the gut
0: so yes. is it is it any
1: wonder <laughs> that we're taught that 70% of our immune system is where in the gut <laughs> in see I know the, some of these <laughs> in the gut so We must focus on healing what first, because if you can't break down the food, once you get the food into the bloodstream, you know, you have to be able to get the food into the bloodstream. And the only way you can do that is through proper breakdown of the food. So the gut has to be healed. Well, what's healing the gut? Obviously the juices, right? Um, The food is ultimately healing the gut. But when a cancer patient or any disease patient comes to you, their gut's deranged not only right. is, there, is there a disruption in the back type of bacteria, but literally the lining of the gut is eroded. And so you have to completely rebuild the gut. And the way you do that, obviously, is through food. But patients can't handle raw food. They can handle the raw juices because those juices literally get into the bloodstream almost as quickly as alcohol does. So they require very little amounts of energy and nutrients required to convert them into what they need to be utilized for. However, your meals, if you're a cancer patient or a diseased patient, you cannot break down raw food. It is not the efficient way to tackle that matter. Dr. Gerson was absolutely adamant that the three meals each day were thoroughly cooked thoroughly cooked. Why? Because cooking is a form of pre-digestion. The body's ability to convert that food into energy is much easier for a cancer patient if it's cooked. If you give them a raw diet, you will not see them do well. They will not do well because they can't take that raw fibrous material and break it down and convert it into what they need. So, Gerson knew the patients needed the raw nutrients, and that's where the juicing comes in. And then the three meals are given in a very well-cooked manner so that they can easily convert that until we can start to heal the gut to its proper restoration.
0: To learn more about Dr. Vickers and the Advanced Gerson Therapy Clinic, go back and listen to episodes 352 and 353 of Food Heals and check out his site, gersonclinic.com. All right, Food Heals Nation, today we've been talking a lot about healing the body naturally, and especially a part of healing the body naturally is healing the gut. So I've got my girl, Tina Anderson, to talk about the best probiotics on the market, why you need them, where to get them, all that good stuff. Roll it, Roxy. So Tina, can you tell us what is a spore-based probiotic and why is it different from other probiotics out there on the market?
4: Yeah, that's a great question, Allison. Um, A spore-based probiotic is a completely different category of probiotics. So the majority of probiotics on the market are comprised of lactobacillus and bifidobacterium. Ours are not. And we did that very intentionally because we know that those strains are sensitive organisms. They have difficulty getting to the intestines alive. Spore-based probiotics have this endospore shell around itself. And that spore shell allows it to get to the intestines alive. It's really important to remember that a probiotic, in order to be defined as a probiotic, needs to arrive alive in the intestines. It doesn't need to be alive in the refrigerator. It needs to be alive in the intestines. So, a spore based probiotic actually has this shell around itself. And when it has the shell around itself, it's dormant and it allows you to swallow it. It gets, you know, it's able to handle the temperature, your body temperature, which is very warm 98.6. It's able to get through the stomach acid which is very acidic very harsh meant to be the heart gastric barrier and get to the intestines and where when, once they get to the intestines it takes their shell off, it's shell off and it goes into its live vegetative cell state when it gets to the intestines so these are natural probiotics these are the same type of strains that our ancestors when they ate off the land they ate roots and tubers off the land they consume these probiotic strains. Um, So it's just unfortunately, we don't find them in our environment today. So it's a very different approach than the majority of probiotics. One of the biggest, you know, issues is survivability, the vast majority of probiotics just simply do not survive that journey to the intestines. And most of them are basically dead bacteria therapy, where spore based probiotics get there 100% alive, where they're staying there for about 21 to 28 days and making a true change in the microbial environment. In fact, one of the studies that we did uh, right away was showing that just after about two weeks, uh, we saw a 30% favorable shift in the microbiome, in the strains in the gut. So um, that's a pretty profound shift in just 30 days. So and, and that's the resu- reason we see such profound, you know, results with people who start on the product. So it's really exciting. And the, it's definitely the the new category of probiotics out there, even though it's where we you know, our ancestors were consuming these strains on a daily basis.
0: Wow. We're always going back to basics, right? But we've (laughs) made it over complicated. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for breaking that down for us, Tina. I really appreciate it. So Food Heals Nation, stop throwing away money on probiotics that are going to die before they hit your gut and heal yourself. Boost your immunity with Just Thrive Probiotics. Go to justthrivehealth.com. Use the coupon code heals 15 you'll get 15% off your order. Tina, thanks again so much for clarifying that. Oh, you bet. Thank you so much, Alison. Next up, we're talking to Joe Cross from the film Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead.
5: For most of my life, like up until 40, I was in the world of finance and making money, investing money, and trading money, and all those things that you see on Wall Street, but mostly from the trading point of view and brokerage point of view. And then I, I sort of um, did pretty well in that and and financially I did well, but my uh, my health didn't do too well out of that. Sure. I sort of went into that industry at like 185 and by the time I left it, I was three, 320 in pounds and I was loaded up on lots of medication for a debilitating autoimmune disease and pre-diabetic, high cholesterol, high blood pressure. I mean, you know, I was one bite away from a heart attack, mm-hmm. I'd like to say. Um, and... So my, my life was in my my, my health was in uh, ruins, and so I decided to make a drastic change and leave all that behind and go out and really try and fix myself. Now I, w- I, I didn't plan on leaving the the world of finance behind altogether, but at least take a, a year out of, a year out and fix myself. And um, I ended up putting a camera on on that journey just because of for a laugh, really. I didn't think anyone would want to watch watch it but it was in 2007 and that was a time when I kind of got lucky like Netflix was doing the red envelopes back then their their Facebook was just very early there was no Instagram Twitter I don't think it started might have just got going and so for me it was like this opportunity sort of collided and I mean YouTube was only two years old right and so the opportunity collided where I ended up capturing my transformation and my change from eating and drinking only fruits and vegetables for five months i did 60 days of drinking juice and i did 90 days of eating plant food only fruits vegetables nuts beans and seeds and i lost 100 pounds i got off all my medications i turned around my debilitating autoimmune disease and i was like a new man i mean i was fat sick and nearly dead which is the title of my first documentary film right and um then all of a sudden five months later i wasn't and so it was kind of funny or incredible or lucky or however you want to put it all together that we captured this on film and then a gentleman that i met at a truck stop also called me up after i'd done my journey and said that he needed help and i thought this was great that maybe he would be like the first person to follow me
0: and he and had the same autoimmune Same disease.
5: same autoimmune disease chronic urticaria angioedema it's a fancy way of saying chronic hives and so i you know, through being a bit of a trader, taking risks, I went, you know what, let's go and film this guy in Iowa. And his name is Phil Staples, and Phil became a legend and a champion in the film. And and the, the same thing I did, we applied to Phil, and it worked for him. And so that movie... Um, it took a few years to get it out, and it, and it premiered on Netflix in July of 2011, and that was really the the turning point and change. And of course, the economic crisis happened in in 08 and 09, and I was in the an edit, and all my friends thought I was crazy. What's Joe doing over in America in some edit studio, <laughs> five hundred hours of footage trying to make this movie,
0: drinking green juice, and, and
5: so. And I had this feeling that it would be big. I had this feeling that this could be a really big. Um, a big thing. Um, no one else thought that, except my close team that were working in the edit suite with me. But no one else thought it because they hadn't seen it, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I appreciated that. But when it came out, it really had a big impact on lots of lots of things in the world of juice and the water smoothies, in the search words for juice and you know juicer machine sales. And then, of course, the Nutra Bullet. It used to be called the Magic Bullet, and all of a sudden it's called the Nutra Bullet. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, green drinks were in. It's and totally they it. They're very in right now. <laughs> they, they weren't in. They weren't, they, I, can, I can assure you they were not in when I was filming this in 07 and 08 across America. Right. Everyone thought I was just drinking swamp water. Um, and so that's kind of, and now I have a business um, which sort of uh, does two things. I have two sort of co- companies, if you like. Um, one is a production company which makes movies and we've done a second film called fat sick nearly dead two and now we have this new film out called um the kids menu and then my other part of my business is called reboot with joe where we have a community and a website and we um offer products and services that's how we fund it through through selling selling things like um advising people which juices to go and get or we sell advertising there and and we also have things called guided reboots where people can go and get a coach and to be taken through what I did for 15 days or 30 days. And so that business um, is the sort of, um, they're the two businesses that I have. So that's really, a, it's what I do now. And so, you know, I'm back on the road again now at the beginning of this tour. I'll be on the road for three months now. So all of March, April, and May, I'll be I'll be on the road with a new movie and a new book. And so I've, I've had three films. I think five or six books, three apps, um, and I've done numerous uh, talks. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate. I, I do something I love, and I'm, I'm very lucky. Um, you know, there was certainly more money in the financial world than this game. But <laughs> there's this, no money <laughs> in this. There's no money in this, but that's okay. That's okay. This is this is more a passion thing, and this is more about I, I, I'm helping. Well, I hope, like to think I'm helping a lot more people doing this than I was um, back in the old days, not to take anything away from that, because you know there are lots of people that do that today that are still very generous with their time and money. So, but for me, I'm I'm much much happier doing this.
0: So, what's a reboot?
5: A reboot is a period of time where you check out from what is normal sort of behaviour of eating food and um, drinking whatever you drink, and so it really is a period of time where I like to think about it a little bit like a time travel. If you think about time travel, uh, way back when we had periods of time where there was feast and famine. Mm -hmm. We don't have too many famines now, but we've got a lot of feasting going on. And I think we've sort of somewhere along the line dropped the ball on this idea of the famine, of this going without for periods of time. And I'm not talking about starving ourselves. I'm talking about controlled... A period of fasting and fasting generally is considered water only and 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 so let's if we talk strictly water fasting I've done that and look there are benefits to it but it, it's not I don't think it's ideal um, for everybody when we talk about juice fasting we're talking about extracting the water from plants in other words think about it as drinking water that's filtered through a plant So if you take some pineapple and take some watermelon and take some cucumber and some celery and some kale and you squeeze it or extract the water that's trapped in the cellulose of the plant, out comes a whole bunch of different colours, green, red, orange, purple, yellow colours that really are the sunlight that's been harnessed during the uh, photosynthesis um, stage of the the plant growing. And it's in that sunlight, it's in that colour that we find trapped lots of micronutrients um photonutrients and and vitamins and minerals and sugars and 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 some proteins that are all have all been trapped in the plant and that's really what juicing is and so when you go on a juice fast you are drinking water that's filtered through plants you're also drinking a lot of normal water but you're getting a lot of nutrition like a you're really supercharging your body with phytonutrients now, you are not putting fiber into your body, which really is the trigger that sends your body into this state of, oh my God, Joe, you're not eating. Because it's the, it's, it's the constant fiber that we're putting in our body, whether it's the, through animal product or whether it's through eating plants or however we're, however we're eating that requires the body to break down and digest food. So blending, for example, when you have a bullet or a Ninja or a Vitamix or a Breville Boss Blender or whatever, any of these machines, that's not juicing. What right. that is is that's outsourcing the chewing to a machine. That is allowing the machine to break it all down instead of your teeth so that you can then swallow it. And remember, with most of this, these, these sorts of blending, you need to add a liquid to make it more drinkable. Right. So really blending is much more like eating food. Juicing is much more like drinking water. Mm-hmm. So the two are very, very different. Both are good because drinking's good and eating's good, okay? But they're both different. And so a reboot generally is a period of time between 5, 10, 15, 30, or even 60 days where you decide to drink water only filtered through plants. Now, the first three days is very, very tough because this is your body trying to say to you um, this is not normal you need to eat and that's a very that's a really important thing that's the safety net that we have it's like human instinct if you haven't been eating your body starts to think Well, hang on a second joe hasn't eaten for like 24 hours we're going to make sure joe focuses on food because if joe forgets about food we'll will all die all our cells and joe will die he needs to eat and by the way that period of time is probably 250 days before he's going to die without any food but still you know, they jump on it early, and so after two days, they're really starting to get a bit agitated, and so the, the crankiness, the headaches, the tiredness, the the withdrawals, the grumpiness, the lack of concentration, all is coming in. By the third day, well, the body's just saying, "This is, you know, Defcon Five. We need to, you know, alert, <laughs> alert, Will Robinson. You've got to like, you know, fix this." Yeah. And so it throws everything by the kitchen sink at you to try and get you to eat. Now, if you can break through that that three-day period on average for most people, something magical happens on the fourth day, which is the body realizes that famines are part of the plan. And so it sort of says, right, this isn't Joe's fault. It's because he's not eating. The environment around Joe has changed. We gave him all of these signals to eat. We gave him 72 hours at all, and he never ate a morsel Mm
1: -hmm. of
5: food in his mouth. So maybe it's not his fault. In fact, it probably isn't his fault and he's on the savannah where there's no food around.
0: Right. It's nature. It's not our choice. Correct. <laughs> it's like this is
5: the environment's changed. So now the body says, right, well, we need to survive because everything about us is surviving. So we have to get out of the cave. We need to get down on the savannah and we've got to walk 50 miles so we can find food. Mm-hmm. So let's give Joe all this energy to make him feel good.
6: <gasps> that just made so much sense to me.
5: And so now because you're in survival mode, all of your senses are on high alert. So your eyesight, your hearing, your smell, your touch, um, everything's on high alert to try and find food. And of course, if you're male, your reproductive uh, abilities sort of drop away because there's not a lot of uh, benefit in trying to reproduce when there's no food around. So your your feminine side comes out much more. Your masculine, dominant, Mm -hmm. aggressive side drops. And I, I found that in the making the movie myself when I was on my long reboot is that I used to get road rage. But anyone cut me off when i wanted to reboot it's like, come on in, there's plenty of room. And so <laughs> and so you, you're not you're not you're not agitated, you're not angry, and it makes you calmer, which is also a good thing because when you're calm, you can you know solve problems. Which is the problem is we have no food, mm-hmm. and so you're not hungry because the, there's no there's no there's no benefit of being hungry. There's no benefit to human who is looking for food to be hungry because that's not helping. Mm -hmm. So hunger switches off. Now, if you're blending or if you're eating, then as soon as you put that fiber back in the body, you will switch back to the normal mode of, okay, now we've got to eat, so now we're gonna tell Joe three hours time, four hours time, be hungry again. So you'll break that, that what I call plan B Mm -hmm. scenario, if you eat or blend anything. But as long as you stay on the juice and just drink the water filtered through plants, which is really what I'm talking about when I'm talking about juicing, you can go quite a long time. And now while you're on this, you are supercharging more micronutrients that your body has ever had in any single day of eating food. Because when you juice, you can put a lot of volume through your juicer.
0: Who else wants a free, fresh bottle of olive oil shipped straight to their door? 323com that's getfresh323.com you'll get your free bottle and you'll pay one dollar for shipping getfresh323.com
5: the other benefit that what's happening is your body starts because it's much smarter than you'll ever be you got to think about it if you graze your knee you don't need to think about healing you just let the body do it Right. And you get out of the way if you pick at that you know say you did it on your knee you keep picking at it all the time it's going to get infected and you could lose your leg and you could die Mm -hmm. so as long as you get out of the way the body will heal itself yes and this is another phenomenon that happens is that when you do this and and when you're when you're on a reboot you are allowing you are virtually getting out of the way so things that you may have been eating and, and let's face it you know if 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 if, if I take someone on 60 days of a reboot and the next day, a week later, after they've broken their fast properly and they've had lots of fruits and vegetables, if I give them a pizza, it's highly unlikely that that pizza eating in that one moment is going to do a lot of damage to them. But if someone who hasn't done a reboot has been eating pizza every day of their life, every day they eat pizza, it's almost like they're picking the scab because they're constantly putting something in that is causing inflammation, that is agitating and causing some kind of chronic illness. But if we can break the cycle and if we can have a give the body enough time without those things going on. So stop the pizza, stop whatever it is. And when you juice fast, you're stopping so many things that you don't really need to know what it is that you stopped because you're just stopping everything except the water and the micronutrients. And that allows the body this chance for what I would call internally the metaphor of that scab to heal. So that then when you come off the reboot, if it's a long one, um, generally speaking, like in my case, my autoimmune disease is completely gone. I I, and I wouldn't say I'm healed because I feel that if I went back to my old ways that it would rear its ugly head. Sure. So I don't, I don't look at it as healed. I look at it as I'm managing it with a lifestyle where I don't suffer from it anymore. Yeah. And so that's in a nutshell I know it's a long answer but in a nutshell a reboot is time travelling back to the days when feast and famine put yourself on a neutral a nutrition based famine with lots and lots and lots of juice that's colours in all sorts of the different colours of Mother Nature's beautiful nutrition palette and you are going to have sugar and I know that sugar's got the big target on it right now so try and get 25% of your juice from fruits and 75 or 80% from vegetables. Try and make sure that you're drinking lots of water. If you're on blood thinners, you don't want to do this. If you can get a doctor to monitor your salt levels, um, then that's important. We want to make sure that that with that, if you're going to do more than 15 days and you want to take a plant protein, we have a pea protein at Reboot, which is a protein powder, you want to add to your juices because we we want to make sure we've got enough protein going into your body and really you know we've had we've had four and a half thousand people do our program where they where they've signed up and paid so that we know them and then on top of that there'd be hundreds of thousands of people that have gone out and done either five ten fifteen day twenty day thirty day sixty day reboots that have had incredible results and it makes sense because i haven't invented this this is not something oh you know i got into my laboratory and what about this? No, this is something that's been going on forever. And this is, this it was big is, in
6: the 70s, wasn't it? Wasn't juicing?
5: Forget the 70s. How about the year 70 or 70 BC or 770 BC or 5070 BC? This has been going on since the beginning of time because we haven't always had this access to food. So there's always been feast and famine. Every mm-hmm. The way I like to think about it is that, you know, everyone listening to the show right now, is, is um is what's called a homo sapien i mean if you've got cats and dogs well they're not, mostly. They're not, they're not <laughs> really <dogs> listening right <laughs> but 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 anyone who understands maybe a better way of saying it who understands what's going on in our communication here is what's called homo sapien mm-hmm. now homo sapien depending on if you if you believe in evolution which is i do versus creationism so let's just run with evolution for a moment is that we're twenty thousand years old now that kind of means that we have 10,000 sets of grandparents that are homo sapiens. Forget homo erectus, humanoids and everything else going back 4 or 5 million years, just us as we are now. And so we have 10,000 grandparents that have swapped genetic material to make the magnificent us. Only probably half a dozen of those grandparents haven't Gone through famines, and that's and I'm being generous by saying a half a dozen. Mm-hmm. You I never don't...
0: think of it like <clears throat> that. That's really interesting. So
5: all of our ancestors have gone through periods where they haven't eaten for periods of time, and it didn't do them any harm because it created us, and we're still here. Yeah. So, you know, religion, Christianity, um, Hindu, Muslim, uh, Buddhist they all have fasting. Fastings are part of religion. And so it makes a lot of sense to me. When dogs are sick, they don't eat. When horses are not well, they don't eat. Um, babies, actually, when they're not well, they have a temperature or they don't eat. So we, are, we have this pre-programming, if you like, where we kind of know that we shouldn't eat as much as we are. But because of the addictive and, and uh, the sugar, the fat and salt, and we've created this bliss point, which we're really good at in science and because of the the social pressures and because of the economic pressures and the way that this whole system's set up that we have turned food very much into entertainment. And so we are at this we we are we are we are born in this moment in time where there are so many wonderful things going on. I mean, you know, look at it. You know, I flew in from Sydney yesterday, it took 15 hours, I got on a steel round tube and I watched movies, I had a meal, I had a sleep, <laughs> I was able to go to the bathroom and all going along at 700 miles an hour in the air, 40,000 feet above the ocean. And it still amazes me that that thing takes off in Sydney and lands in LA. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's, still, it's still mind blowing. And so we live in this incredible time where all of these amazing things are going on, yet We have to be careful that we live in this time of the elevator, of the escalator, of the automobile, of the chair, of the Big Mac, of the In-N-Out Burger, of the pizza. You know, we we live in this time where the access to calories is is never, ever, ever been so easy. And the ability to not spend any calories to do things has never, ever, ever been so easy. So we are set up um, where it really is set up for us to fail. And so mindfulness and being aware of that and understanding that is a huge step forward to just just comprehending that, that, okay, everything is set up for me to be foul, So I've got to really be on guard. I've got to like be conscious. I just can't let unconscious decisions take over. If I go out to lunch with people, I've got to really watch what I order. If I if I go to the mall, maybe I don't drive around looking for that closest car park to the mall. Maybe I park as far away as possible and get some incidental exercise in. When I see the escalator elevator, maybe I'll look for the stairs. Just little things start to be more conscious of, and, and that can have, over time, a, a quite a big effect.
0: All right, to listen to our full episode with Joe, go all the way back to episode 73 of Food Heals, and check out what Joe is up to now at RebootWithJoe.com. All right, Dr. Group, you and I are both huge fans of cleansing our bodies. Now, there are all kinds of different cleanses out there between liver and parasite and gallbladder cleanses. I think I've done them all at this point at some point in my life, but you do have a specific protocol of an order that you recommend people do. So I'd love for you to expand more on that. What should people be cleansing and what order should they be cleansing in?
7: Yeah, that's really important. I mean, people can cleanse anytime they want to, but I mean, uh, ultimately what we've done over the last 25 years is try to find out what is the best system that's going to be the least amount of work for people, but also give people the highest results. And since most of the chemicals and toxins enter through the gut and the gut is associated with all the other organs, we use usually like to start with intestinal cleansing, and that's cleansing the small intestine and the large intestine. And then after that, the toxins usually go to the liver and gallbladder. So the second part that we like to clean is the liver and gallbladder. Do a a deep purge of that to, to really activate the liver again, activate the detoxification processes, and just clean all that sludge out. It's like changing your oil filter in your car that hasn't been changed forever. And then the third part that we move on to is the harmful organisms. And that can be anything from fungus, mold, worms, um, you name it, any type of organism that's living in your body that shouldn't be there, flush all those out of the system. And last but not least, we do the chemical and the heavy metal cleanse. And that's just, you know, we're exposed to chemicals and heavy metals and pesticides and insecticides and stuff like that every single day. We breathe them in, we put them on our skin, you know, they're in the foods that we eat. So the last part would be to just flush all those chemicals and heavy metals out of your system.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm a huge fan of cleansing. I believe that it is one of the number one things you can do to quickly start feeling better. It's one of the most effective things I've ever done for myself when I need to get myself out of a slump or out of a funk. And then, of course, we know that it also can heal and reverse chronic degenerative diseases like cancer. Like you have a friend who just recently went through this and was able to reverse stage four cancer by liver cleansing. So I just think it is the most effective thing that you can do right now for your health if you're ready for a detox. So Food Heals Nation, if you're ready for a cleanse, go to episode 346 where Dr. Group and I really do deep dive into each of the cleanses we just talked about and make sure to go to globalhealingcenter.com. You can get all your cleanses, all your supplements, everything you need to boost your immune system, detox your body, and just feel better. Use the discount code FOODHEALS10 to save 10% off your order at globalhealing.com. That's FOODHEALS10 to save 10% off at globalhealing.com. All right, next up, we are talking to Tim Kaufman, who went from being 400 pounds, he was unable to walk, he was suffering with a multitude of chronic conditions and illnesses, and he was addicted to prescription painkillers. Went from that to climbing mountains and running marathons, all through juicing and changing his diet and his mindset. He shares his incredible journey with us in this next clip. I know it's gonna inspire you, Food Heals Nation. Roll it, Roxy can you kind of start at the beginning and tell us, you know, what health conditions you were struggling with?
2: Basically, I had uh, like a normal, you know, teenage years and I kind of grew up on a farm. So I did a lot of manual labor. Um, As I got older, like into my late teens, um, I was always like twisting my ankles and stuff. So we thought I was just like clumsy or accident prone or whatever. Mm -hmm. What we found out is as time went on, And I got into my early 20s, I got into like factory work and, you know, working a lot over my head and stuff. And my joints were getting so loose that actually when I would sneeze, my shoulder would pop right out of me. I would dislocate.
6: Oh, my God.
2: You know, the older I got, the more injuries I had, you know, the more loose my joints became. And I was like everything like kind of if I would pull on a wrench, my wrist would actually like separate off my arm. So I started going to the doctor and really we were focused on my shoulder because I could hardly work anymore. They went in there to fix it. They did something called an arthroplasty Mm -hmm. and basically they cut behind my shoulder and then they pull up all the tendons and ligaments out and then they, they fold them on top of each other and then stitch them back up to kind of tighten, you know, if you can imagine strings they kind of fold them over each other and then tie them together to tighten everything up. Yeah. You know, it was a it was a pretty intense surgery, and you know, I was you know in a sling for a while. The doctor kind of knew when he got in there; he said something wasn't right because everything was like too stretchy. Um, actually, I'm pretty fortunate because a lot of people have it, um, where they have organ damage and blood vessels, and really the only thing I have is the hypermobile. So it's called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. There's a bunch of different Mm -hmm. types and a bunch of different you know levels of it, but. When I went for physical therapy, um, no one would work on me because I would just like start to move my arm and my shoulder would pop right out of my back again, like even after surgery. Ah. And they were telling me how tight it was going to be and it'd be hard to move, but it really wasn't. So at the same time, my sister in Connecticut was going through some of the, she she had some of the same symptoms um, and they have Yale up there. So she went to get some genetic testing done. And that's when you know, we found out we had this LR stanlos thing. So, you know, I was in my early 20s. And actually, when I went for the diagnosis, the doctor got out disability papers. And I got married super young to my high school sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're in our early 20s. We just bought a house. I had a really good job in the UAW. And here this guy's giving me disability papers. I'm like, yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. So the doctor's thing was you have to get out of the factory. You can't do manual labor because it's just going to get worse and worse. Mm. Um, So I went back to school to become a teacher, which took forever because I was actually a high school dropout. And so that's what I do now. I'm a teacher. But the, the goal was to not use my body for leverage, get a more sedentary job. And then at the same time in my early 20s, after the surgery, I mean, I was in a lot of pain. So I started getting, you know, lower tabs and codeine and and started with stuff like that. And then obviously, you know, you build up a tolerance. So every time I went back to the doctor, they seemed to up them and, you know, I would ask for it. Mm-hmm. And the more tolerance I built, the heavier the dosage and yeah. that just became a part of life. And then the inflammation, because every time it hurt something, it, you know, the joint would get inflamed and. And then I got into, you know, a job where I wasn't moving around as much and I started eating worse. You know, then we had kids and things got really busy. So, you know, the more busy we got, the less I did, then the weight started coming on. And then what happened is as I'm building up this tolerance for like normal, I call them normal painkillers. But I would go into the doctor and sometimes my blood pressure was like 255
6: over 115.
2: Oh, my God. And I was actually on three different medicines for that. It was out of control, even on the max dose of like calcium channel blockers, beta blockers. And there was one other the one I forgot. But again, I, I kept telling them while I'm in pain. So then I ended up on fentanyl and fentanyl is stronger than morphine. Mm. And it was actually instead of a pill, it was a patch. So basically I had a constant supply of fentanyl in my body. Wow. So there's no ups and downs and no withdrawals. You just, it's there. Mm-hmm. But same deal, build up tolerance and then the dosage keeps getting up. So
0: they're all unsustainable solutions.
2: Absolutely. And, and I think that's like, that's a given. I look back now and sometimes I wonder if I would have asked the question when when he would get out medicine, I would love to go back and say, well, how long am I on this for? Yeah. I just would love to see his face. Um mm-hmm. Because I don't think they don't think about that, you know. What? How long are you on blood pressure medicine for? That's it. You got to your life, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I never thought about that, so I, I just did what I was supposed to do. And so my cholesterol—I'm kind of fast-forwarding a little bit—but my cholesterol danced always three hundred. I was always hoping it was a little bit under three hundred, and now like one seventeen. I would love to see a pill that can do that.
0: Right. There isn't a <laughs> pill.
2: No. And what happened along with the weight, I mean, I kept getting bigger and bigger, but at the same time, all that extra weight on my joints was just compounding the problem.
0: And what was your diet like at this time?
2: Honestly, it's kind of embarrassing, but...
0: uh... (laughs) That's okay. That's why we're here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So we would eat... I live in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. So Buffalo wings are like the thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we would get pizza and wing special most of the time about four nights a week um and the fast food was really i mean i was straight up addicted to it Mm -hmm. i wouldn't have told you that at the time i would leave for work and i would get two sausage egg and cheese biscuits with hash browns and then a giant diet coke every single morning Mm
3: -hmm. and
2: for lunch i would go to a taco place and they have these half pound tacos that are just There's grease, like yellow. It used to actually stain my forearms. Oh, my
0: God.
2: I'm not even kidding. (laughs) And then I would get, like, the jalapeno poppers deep fried. I'd get a couple orders of them. And then on the way home, I would stop at Burger King and get, like, two double cheeseburgers to get home to go eat pizza and wings. And that wasn't, like, a once in a while thing. That was, like, every single day. Even on the weekends, I would catch myself sneaking out in the morning to go get breakfast at a fast food.
0: Yeah. And the sad thing is, is that your story isn't unique. You know, thousands of people across America do that as their typical standard American diet because it's cheap, it's convenient, it's easy tastes and it good. tastes good.
2: Right. So, you know, the heavier I got, the food just got worse and worse. And then obviously over 15 years of controlled substance, I was I was pretty addicted. I guess I didn't really realize how addicted I was, but i was starting to do some stuff that i shouldn't have done like trying to you know get scripts early and you know quote unquote losing them and mm, mm-hmm. shopping for doctors Doctor and stuff
0: shopping yep
2: friends that had wisdom teeth pulled and you know some of the stuff i'm i'm pretty embarrassed about but it still wasn't enough and what you know looking back i don't think uh, my problem was really the physical pain as much as i was just wanting to escape mm. you know i've told i've told people before It's like there were nights I went to bed that I didn't know if I'd wake up in the morning. I don't know if I really cared. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't say I was suicidal. I have a wife that loves me. I have two young kids at the time. Um, I had a really good job. I mean, I I wouldn't say that, you know, I was going to be suicidal, but I knew like I was really sick and I don't really think I cared if I woke up, you know, in the morning. It was it was tough physically, but it was, you know, tougher emotionally.
0: Absolutely.
2: Um I don't really talk about this too much, but then I, I started getting t- into the alcohol and stuff and that just that got way out of control. Mm. Um like super out of control. A lot there were a lot of nights where I would get up to go to the bathroom and my kidneys were just like shut down. I couldn't I couldn't get it. I had to go so bad and nothing would come out.
0: Oh God.
2: So, yeah, I was I was in rough shape.
0: And was all the emotional uh distress caused because Of the physical or was there something deeper going on was there some unresolved issues that you needed to deal with in order to heal
2: I think it's all kind of intertwined um um, like I say I got I got married super young and is like my best friend she's always I mean since we were 14 years old and so we had my son like we were 21 years old so we had, you know, a rough go, like financially and, you know, things that young kids you would expect. Um, but I was always a big, tough working guy. You know, the stuff that would bother me more than anything is like she's got two kids she's taken care of and she's outside mowing the lawn. And I'm sitting in a chair with ice around my knees watching TV. hmm. And it was hard, you know, it, that, that aspect of it was harder than any of the physical stuff, you know, and, and, she, you know, she genuinely cared. And I think, you know, some of my stuff, I had legit excuse to be on the couch. Um, but it still, I mean, a, as a guy, I mean, that, that broke my heart.
6: Yeah. And pride being a provider and caring for your, your wife and your family.
2: and And same with the kids. I mean, they'd go to take a walk. And I would be sitting on the couch while she would, you know, load up two strollers and try to juggle kids to take them to the park. And I just, I couldn't go.
0: Well, this is all really, really interesting knowing now, because I know what you look like now. Um, so you were at this point where you didn't care if you woke up in the morning and you didn't necessarily want to. How did you transform this?
2: Like I sat down and I'm like, I'm done. I'm finished. Um, but you know, after watching two of your favorite people in the whole world like fight for their life, and I question myself. I'm like, "Am I am I really fighting?" I set some goals, and I said, "I gotta, I have to lose weight." A little side thing here: um, my entire life was meat. I mean, I, sausage, bacon, you know, all like all that stuff.
6: Did you ever eat fruits or vegetables?
2: As few as possible, you know, <laughs> so that would take up space for bacon. You know, right. literally, that's how I thought. And right. is
6: that how you're, you were raised in terms of food?
2: Um, Yeah. You know, my dad grew up on a farm and, and he was a hunter as well. And, and that's just how we were brought up.
0: And so what made you make the change to the plant-based lifestyle?
2: So what I did, I did what every other person in America, I think, does. You know, you go on a diet. So what I did, along with that whole meat processing thing... We started cutting the red meats out. I started logging my food, which was really weird. I started keeping a journal, which was even more weird because mm-hmm. I'm just not a journaly kind of guy. So I started writing stuff down, writing what I was eating, and I lost weight. Like at four hundred, any changes you make, you're gonna see results. like, right. pretty- Um, but I still felt like crap. So as time went on, I was getting lighter. So I was feeling better just from the weight being off me. And I, and then one day I'm sitting on the couch and I'm flipping through Netflix and I saw fat, sick and nearly dead come up.
0: Mm -hmm. One of our favorites.
2: Yeah. I'll watch that. So, well, you know, the story, Joe Cross comes to the U S you know, he does a 60 day fast. He loses like 60 pounds, gets rid of a bunch of diseases that he had and sicknesses. Um, Super inspiring. And I, I was, you know, Phil, the truck driver. Super.
0: Yeah. Phil is like, Joe's story is great, but Phil's is like, all right, anyone can do this now. You know, if Phil, the yeah. truck driver can do it, anyone can do it.
2: Yeah. And I really like I really related with a lot of what he said. So before the credits rolled, I ordered a juicer from Amazon. It just happened that January 1st was coming around the corner and I got this juicer and no clue what I was doing. I went into this juice fast on the 1st. I go to the the grocery store and I get like a clump of, you know, because I wanted to do the mean green thing. And I bring all this stuff back, which I thought was a lot of stuff. I put it in the juicer and there's like a quarter cup of juice. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah,
0: it It takes a lot of fruits and veggies to make that juice.
2: (laughs) If anything, what that movie did is it started showing me how to shop. And we had never shopped. If we shopped, it was like to pick up pizza rolls So, you know, we started shopping and I started hanging out in the produce and it was cool because I would get like excited. I'm like, Oh, kale's on sale. Get two bunches, you know? (laughs) And so it was a little rocky start. Day three, I wanted to die. And day four, I wanted to die even more. I bet. After kind of the fifth day, I kind of settled into it. I'm like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. The first thing I noticed, like by the end of the first week, I slept through the night. And Mm. that sounds so stupid, but like I hadn't slept through a night in years, like years and years and years. And I didn't know what that felt like anymore, you know?
6: Yeah. You wouldn't think it makes such a big difference if you have to get up and use the bathroom or get up and get water, but it does.
2: Or
0: if you're just uncomfortable and you cannot tossing and turning. Yeah.
2: Well, I would like, I would stop breathing and Heather would have to shake me. You know, she'd think I was dying. And how stressful
0: for her, yeah.
2: Yeah. And so I started feeling better and better. I started noticing, you know, inflammation more than weight. I mean, I lost a ton of weight. I was losing, you know, over a pound a day for a while. Um, That's
0: amazing. How long did you juice fast?
2: Well, my goal was 30 days. So about day 20, I mean, I had 25 pounds off by day 20 um, and I felt fantastic. Like, I felt great. Then something happened that I never thought in a million years would happen. I actually wanted to go do stuff. Like, I didn't want to sit. I got bored. I got bored on the couch. At the same time, I'm, I'm like, I'm getting closer to the end of the 30 days. And I kind of know this is not sustainable. Like, this this is just, first of all, our whole house is filling up with pulp. And it's just. <laughs>
6: <laughs> you could make books. <laughs> 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 Press them into vegetable pages.
2: Well, since then, I have a huge garden with a 40-foot greenhouse, and now we we compost like my I was going to
6: say, you must have a crazy compost pile.
2: Yeah, but I knew it wasn't sustainable, and then be- because, like Netflix, because you watched Joe Cross's movie, well, Forks Over Knives came up, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Forks Over Knives did not just save my life. It gave me an entirely new life. It's
0: a powerful film. I get yeah. chills when I hear you talk say that.
2: Amazing, amazing film. So, I watched that, and- this was the first time I've ever done this, but when the credits rolled on that, I did not buy another juicer. <laughs> I went back to the beginning, and I watched the whole thing over, and I'm like, this, if this is real, then somebody should go to jail. Literally, like, right? you know, somebody's lying.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, A lot of people are lying. A lot of people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It is, it's criminal. It really is.
0: Yeah. But at least it inspired us all to change. So then what happened? So were you still
6: on your medications now? Were you still on your pain meds?
2: oh sure for, yeah. sure for sure sure okay. yeah lots of them <laughs> um, <laughs> it
0: takes a lot of time to come off of those i'm sure
2: you know that's why you know usually i see this at the beginning of an interview but i always tell people i'm like i am literally just a fat guy that ate a bunch of apples um, <laughs> it's the truth you know this there's no magic like this, this i'm just a normal dude so <laughs> yeah so i screwed a lot up you know um but then, so coming off the fast, after watching Forks overnight, I'm like, all right, I'm not dead. I made it 30 days with no meat, no dairy, no processed food, no sugar, no Diet Pepsi, which was, like, huge for me. I used to drink four liters of Diet Pepsi every day.
6: Oh, yeah, people man. are addicted to that stuff. Yeah, it yeah but it's zero calories,
2: so it doesn't count, right? Uh,
0: right. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it
6: really does. It actually is worse, but that's my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We're not going there because oh, yeah. I go-
2: about that stuff yeah. um, that's the the best neurotoxin you can get but that's a whole yeah. other yeah. um so I figured well I made it this far what if I just try to eat what I'm putting in the juicer I honestly didn't even know there was a thing called plant-based like I had no clue I was on an island again going back to that you know journal we won't call it a diary please but, <laughs> but journal at the top of it it says this is the first day of the rest of your life and then I would give myself a job to do. And this sounds so crazy, but my first job was to get out of my chair twice in my office. I know that sounds like nuts, but I knew if I could get out of that chair once that I could do it twice. So I, people probably thought I was crazy, but I would get up out of my chair and I'd sit down and I'd get up again. <laughs> That's a squat.
0: But I love that. It's setting intentions, you know, writing that in a journal. This is my job that I'm going to do today. And Susie and I always talk about the power of an intention. And so you're just making it happen with your mind and putting the pen to paper. And then it it happens.
2: Yeah. And then the cool thing is I would come home the next night to write what I was going to do the next day. And I could check myself off. You know, Mm -hmm. did, did I do it? Did I not do it? So it was kind of an accountability thing, too you know, I started walking on that trail and I would just go a little bit farther than I had done the day before. And, you know, that three quarters of a mile turned into a couple miles. And then me and Heather would walk, you know, sometimes four mile walks after work, it started getting easier. And, you know, with the anti-inflammatory diet, the swelling started going down, pain started, you know, subsiding somewhat. And then about the same time I had, my cousin had just got back from the Adirondack mountains and he climbed a mountain and I can remember telling him, I'm like, dude, I want to climb a mountain. And you know, here, I'm just trying to get out of a chair and I'm telling him I'm going to go climb a mountain. But I set a goal to climb that mountain in a year. um, And I used stairs to like train on, I would count stairs. And then every day I'd try to do more stairs. And then we started hiking and kind of fast forward, it snowballed and, In June 2012, I summited Big Slide Mountain. I called my doctor, and I'm like, I need a brace that will bend. I went, they gave me the name of this company. They casted my leg, um, and they made me this custom brace. It was super expensive, but they made me this, like, carbon fiber titanium brace. It was super high-tech. The brace is sitting right next to me because I did a live talk the other day where I got it out, and it's all beat up from the rock faces, but... I got the brace made and it went up that mountain. And unfortunately, that was the last mountain it went up because the next 10 or so I did, I didn't need it. I was strong enough. So
6: good for you.
2: And then the cool thing is, I came home. I liked the mountain so much. I brought my family back and we actually did a couple high peaks together. So little by little, you know, my wife went plant based and she lost like 60 pounds.
4: Wow. Um,
2: so what yeah. happened is, The more I did, the more I wanted to do, the cleaner I ate, the better I felt. I think it all kind of worked together um, as far as the drugs. Um, What I did is, and I do not suggest this to any of your listeners, don't do this. But I got off the fentanyl myself and I definitely should have went to a clinic for it. Yeah. But how I did it is when I put a patch on every three days, I would measure just like an eighth of an inch. I would take a slice off the patch. And I would just wear the remainder of it. And then every three days, I would take another eighth inch off. And it took forever Mm -hmm. until one day I went to put the patch on and I was using actually the eighth inch part. I was able to get off the fentanyl. And to this day, I don't know, three, four years later, um, I still have the box. And the first thing I look at in the morning was them. And I'm like, you know, that was my battle every day. And I'd face it and fight it and You know, I knew that to this day, I still fight the same addiction battles, whether it's food or anything else. So that's kind of how I got off the medicine end of it. Yeah. And then all my numbers started getting better. And, um, I got a bicycle and I wanted to do a hundred mile bike ride. Um, and I hadn't been on a bike, you know, in 20 years, I'm like, people actually ride a hundred miles in a few hours. I'm like, that's crazy. Um, so I signed up for one, uh, my sister has multiple sclerosis, so it's a good cause. I signed up for one and I'm like, I don't have a bike. So I got my bike delivered eight weeks before the hundred miler and, uh, we finished it. You know, me and my wife's sister did that. My wife's not really into the bike thing, but yeah, so I did a hundred miler in eight weeks, never been on a bike. So that was cool.
0: That's amazing, by
2: the way. Yeah, it was it was fun. It's a blast. And the Buffalo Full Marathon was coming up. And I'm like, I'm going to take a stab at a full marathon. I'm not supposed to be walking, you know. Like, yeah. so I'm going to try a full marathon. We've been doing all these crazy things. We're going to go run the race in Leadville in a couple months here. Um, I'm training for Ironman. Wow, um,
0: wow. that's so cool.
2: The so coolest just- thing of all this stuff. This is the coolest thing ever. But yeah, so we do some cool things, we do a lot of adventures our, our marriage. You know, we didn't have a bad marriage before, but it's definitely more exciting and adventurous now.
6: I bet. I can imagine. So, you help other people now too?
2: I do. I love doing. I love that more than my own story, but yeah.
0: And I have a question. So, when you you did the juice the juice fast and then you went plant-based, and what made you not go back? Why did you stick to the vegan diet? What were, what were the reasons?
2: Like, honestly, like, this is going to be a terrible answer, but I'd rather die than go back. Um,
0: that's a wonderful answer. I mean, it's honest. I, honest. Yeah.
2: Because I think when you, you know how when you have something wrong with your car, but it's not really wrong, and then you get it fixed and it's like, holy crap, that was terrible. I think that's how I was. I didn't realize how I was supposed to feel. Once I started eating healthy and getting rid of all the meds and, you know, all the escapes that I had and really experience life, I think I realized how bad how bad I really was, like how terrible it really felt to get up in the morning. I can't sleep till five, like four fifty. I jump out of bed like I, I feel like a kid at Christmas every single morning. I can't wait to get out of bed. We need to be proactive in our health, and every single person should be responsible for their own health. Like, they shouldn't put it on the doctor. The doctors, they have their purpose, but these chronic diseases, that most of them stem from inflammation, that's, you know, we can find out what foods cause that. But the bottom line is this, people need to get, you know, their doctors off these pedestals and realize that health is your responsibility, not your doctor's.
0: Absolutely. To hear the full episode with Tim, go back to episode 137 of Food Heals. Food Heals Nation, mark your calendars for Thursday 1124 to Monday 1128 for a special from our friends at Organifi. This is their Black Friday Cyber Monday deal where you can get free shipping with a minimum spend of $125 plus 25% off your entire order using my discount code Food Heals. Of course, that's all over at OrganifiShop.com. So what should I buy, Allie? I don't know. I'm going to recommend one of my favorites, which is Organifi Gold. And in fact, I'm going to recommend Organifi Gold pumpkin spice because it's seasonal. That means it goes away. So get it before it's gone. Um, The Organifi Gold is the one I love to help with sleep. And I love all the flavors, the original, the pumpkin spice and the Organifi Gold chocolate. But if you're going to get one with this discount, get the pumpkin spice before it's gone. It's packed with powerful superfoods. It helps you rest. It helps you relax. It's got a little spice. So it's kind of fun for the holidays, right? You could make it for your friends and family when they come over if you want them to fall asleep. I'm just kidding. Um, But it does have 12 superfoods for rest and relaxation. It's 100% USDA certified organic. It tastes delicious on its own in warm water. But of course, I like making it creamy with some almond milk or some oat milk or whatever your favorite milk of choice is. It's got no sugar, so you can enjoy it kind of guilt-free because it tastes like a dessert, okay? It's really damn delicious, and it helps you sleep. It helps you have a nice rest so you can wake up refreshed, and it's got calming support. So get your Organifi Gold on or any of your favorite products with my discount code for 25% off over the holiday. That is Black Friday to Cyber Monday, Thursday, November 24th to Monday, November 28th. You'll get free shipping if you spend $125 plus 25% off using the discount code FOODHEALS.
4: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it?
0: Next up, my interview with Christian Evans. Christian, will you tell our listeners, just because we have your bio, but they
6: don't know, where, where were you at in terms of your weight before you started your fast? How much did you weigh and how did you feel?
3: When I first started, I was 402 pounds and I stand in six foot three. So I'm a pretty big guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, um, I was always into Sports, I would say, but you know, never played anything, any high school or whatever, but I always try to keep myself active. I Mm -hmm. was at the gym a lot, but just the wrong type of program. And that means the diet was off. So I was very familiar with actually working out, but it was just that my diet was off and I just never really paid any mind to it. So So, at this
6: weight, you were working out, but you were just eating more than your body needed.
3: Yeah, I was more of a lifter, (laughs) more of a a heavy lifter then. I had a 400-pound bench press and 400-pound squat and 400-pound deadlift. And I had pretty much accomplished what I felt what I needed to as far as in, in- And weights as far as uh, weightlifting. And so when I did lose the weight, what I did, I just eliminated all of that. I just did only cardio for at least the first six to seven months when I was losing weight, because I knew how I felt after I lifted weights. I knew I would be getting, I began to get more hungry or, you know, the hunger, it was, it was hard to satisfy my hunger after working out with the weight. So kind of rewinding and everything to where I initiated at, being at 400 pounds is, I had sleep apnea, which is you stop breathing in your sleep and oxygen stops going into your brain. So Mm -hmm. you wake up uh, slothful, you wake up droggy, and me woke up with a bit of a chip on my shoulder or an attitude because you're not getting any sleep. Mm -hmm. And that came along with high blood pressure. I was on uh, high blood pressure medicine. So high blood pressure medicine and sleep apnea were the two things I was fighting against. So I had to sleep with a a, uh, a CPAP machine, mm-hmm. a CPAP mask to where the air would be forced into my nose at night. And so my air, what I would call it, my airwaves wouldn't be blocked. Mm-hmm. My chest was so big because I was, you know, big at the that was I was so big at that time that when I was laid on my back and when I slept, my airwaves would close and that would cause me to snore. But that snoring was stopping me from breathing and no oxygen to the brain. So there was, I was, took a sleep study in order to even get that CPAP machine.
0: I was just going to ask, was what made you decide to make this huge lifestyle change after losing three family members to these lifestyle related diseases? Can you tell us a little bit about that?
3: Well, my mother passed in 08 of complications from breast cancer. Um, My cousin passed, I believe, in 2011. He was a a pretty big guy. And my grandmother passed the following year in 2012 to some health related issues. Mm -hmm. And so in 2013, I just knew something had to change because I just became more isolated, you know, after those. And I was just like, okay, you know, not only did I survive or just deal with high blood pressure and with a CPAP machine. And at that time, you know, I'm young when I first got diagnosed with it. So I'm thinking, oh, I'll bounce back. It's not that serious. I didn't know the severity of all of that. Sure, sure. I was 23, 24 when I got admitted to the hospital. I went in with a horrible headache and come to find out it was, I was borderline stroke. Oh my and God! At 24, 24 years old, yeah, at 24 years old. So I don't—I wasn't 400 pounds in. I think I was somewhere around 330, 340, somewhere around there. And I just thought it was a normal headache because my prescription glasses. I thought that hey, it was time to get you know some new glasses or what have you. But mm-hmm. I had a headache that I couldn't shake. So end up going to the prompt care prompt care forwarded me to the emergency room and emergency room to end up admitting me after they ran a couple tests and saying well you have high blood pressure you are on borderline stroke so getting all this fluid drained off of me taking all these pills everything was just too much at that time i was i was working a full-time job as far as 12 hours a day you know oh being, a, being a manager so it was it was a lot during that time, when I was admitted in the hospital, they found out that I was stopped breathing in my sleep. So that's when they did the uh, sleep study, mm-hmm. and that's when I was diagnosed with sleep apnea. And saying, "Well, hey, no, not only do you have these pills, now you have this big machine that you have to sleep with every night to mm-hmm. get a full <laughs> night's rest." And so, like I said, survived that or was dealing with that. And then within the next couple of years, my mother passed, and then my cousin, and then my grandmother. So. All that culminated to the top of 2013 where I'm sitting like, okay, something has to give. You got to do something. Yeah. You know, you can't keep doing this. And it took me a while because obviously, you know, with my situation and then the family situation, but, you know, it took me a while to start investigating things and just getting my mind wrapped around what I needed to do or make a change. Because, you know, sometimes you could be around people and say, oh, you're just fine. You know, you're fine. You're fine. And no has ever questions that. And I'm talking from a personal experience. You know, when you're big and you're overweight, no one really questions you being that size. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're trying to not hurt your feelings, which I get. Right. So fast forward to when I lose weight, then it seems like, or when you're in the process of losing weight, people question that more than they do when you were big. And that's just kind of an observation that I've gotten. I've been, you know, just watching, and observing people as I've lost weight and sharing my story. I had more questions about the health of myself when I was losing weight versus my health when I was 400 pounds, (laughs) Yeah, which is kind of weird. But going back to what I was saying about the top of the year, 2013, I just had to investigate and watch a lot of documentaries, Googled a lot. And I finally decided to say, well, you know what? Hey, it's time for a change. Let's go ahead and do it. There's no better time than now. And, you know, I just went for it.
6: Christian, when you were diagnosed with a borderline stroke, did the doctors that were dealing with you, did they say it would be really beneficial to change your diet, to lose some weight. Did they give you any guidance in that respect?
3: Yeah, and they did. To answer that question, they did. They was, you know, monitoring my weight and saying, well, hey, you know, you got to lose weight. You have to drop your, you know, your intake. And at the time, you know, I'm just thinking, I'm like, well, when somebody tells you about losing weight, the first thing you do, you get on the defense. So you're like, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not eating that much, you know, a nibble here, a nibble there, (laughs) You know, how many nibbles are you doing in an hour, you know, and what I found out is to me and my personal experience is that the pills that I were on, you know, I was on a water pill and and I can't remember the other one. I was on like three, but it seems like I became more hungry. Mm. as I was taking the pills. yeah. Then I started to get to my own thoughts. I'm like, okay, is this a game? You know what I mean? Do they want me constantly coming back for these pills because I'm not losing this weight? And they weren't weight loss pills. They were to maintain blood pressure. Mm-hmm. But maybe it was just my reaction or maybe it was more mental. Who knows?
6: When did you make the implement the change where you went on the fast? Uh, it
3: was yeah. July 5th. July 5th, 2013. I chose that date because it was the day after the 4th of July. So I wanted to make sure I got all my barbecue and, you know.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know I, I played it out. You know, I, I timed it. I started thinking about about probably oh, around May. One last
6: hurrah.
3: Let me get all the cakes and ice creams. Let me do whatever I need to do. Let me eat till I'm sick because I don't know how I'm, how I'm going to last on all of this. Wow. But when I started... I just wanted to go for about three days just to see if I could do it.
6: And what you was know? that like what were you doing for three days? Was it a juice fast?
3: For three days, yes, ma'am. It was a, a juice fast. And at the time, I didn't have a system of doing it. You know, after watching, you know, films and documentaries, I just saw them drinking, you know, maybe one juice. Nothing was said about times, quantity, and everything like that. So, you know, I'm just carrying around a a thirty-two ounce bottle of juice. I'm, you know, working an eight-hour shift in the kitchen in the summer. It's hot. I'm four hundred pounds.
0: Oh my so, god!
3: <laughs> you know all that, and I'm sipping on the stuff. I'm like, well, I don't have any more left. You know, past five o'clock. You know, I was working <laughs> from eleven to eight, and from eleven a.m. to eight p.m. So I'm like, okay, I don't have any more left. So you know, I end up leaving work early that day and going to the store and. For some reason, I kept tasting uh, pineapples, oranges, and carrots for some odd reason. I never had that combination in my life uh, as <laughs> far as, I would say, juicing. I was familiar with the juicing because my family had juice prior before that. So I wasn't new to it, but I always had vegetables or fruits or different things like that. So I wasn't somebody who was just like, oh, I'm opposed to carrots or I'm opposed to broccoli or you know, anything like that. But I went to the store, got my stuff, came home, and I just juiced it all. And that was my favorite juice right there. So that's one thing that on my YouTube channel and on my blog that I have is called my favorite juice. It's uh, pineapples, oranges, and carrots. And I love that combination. So after I figured that, hey, I'm going to need a lot more to drink because I am 400 pounds, that you're going to have to be prepared. So it caused me to be prepared for the next day for for day two and and day three and far as from there that's when I started to come up with a better system for myself because I did not want to break. You know, so it was more of a mental thing, like I stated earlier. You know, I didn't want anything to take over my mind or be weak mentally. So I'm like, okay, I can do this, I can do this. So That's
0: amazing the- by the way, that you were doing this while working in food kitchen. service. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: so cookies are coming out the oven, brownies, you know. Uh, I couldn't
6: I couldn't do it, Christian. <laughs> and amazing. what and, and how did you stay strong? <laughs>
3: It was, once again, going back to those documentaries. I'm like, okay, now I know why there's so much grease So you were
6: just resolved. You were just like, I'm doing this. I've never done it before. I'm going to do it.
3: Right, right. Good for you. Right. right. So, you know, when I'm looking at the uh, ground beef coming out the oven, I'm like, okay, it has this amount of fat. And where was this cow raised? Where was this chicken raised? Are these eggs organic or are they not? You know, so once again, that's how I'm looking at everything. So that's how I was able to survive in the kitchen. So three days go by and then I'm like, okay, I'm down like eight to nine pounds within three days. You know, it probably took me two weeks to lose two pounds at one point in time in my life. But I'm like, well, okay, if I can do eight pounds in three days, what would I be like after five? Mm-hmm. And the results came in. after five, I think I was maybe down 10 or 12. And then not only did it become a mental challenge for me to go on for the, for the next day, the results became addictive for me. Once once I start seeing the scale, because I weighed myself every day just to make sure this diet was working. Mm -hmm. You know, when we all go on these diets, we want to make sure everything is working. You know, we do... Five sit ups and we go in the mirror and go do go for an ab check. It's like okay, this better. Be-
0: <laughs> Does that work? <laughs> yeah, 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 no. Yeah.
3: So you, that that's the mentality of you know when you're dying. It's like this better work. So that's why I was weighing myself every day. You know, contrary to belief, you got some people again saying don't weigh yourself every day. Weigh yourself every day. You you got to do what's best for you. Yeah. And that's what I tell people. But I started seeing the results. So. 10 days turned to 14 days, 14 turned to 20. Next thing you know, I'm on 30. And then so on and so on and so on. So and this I didn't is go- all
0: juice still.
3: Right. Well, wow. juice, I did I started to add smoothies also. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I started to add smoothies because I was like, I know I needed something a little bit thicker mm-hmm. to hold me over. But my smoothies were the ones I made homemade. I have one that I end up coming up with. It's called a watermelon fruit smoothie mm-hmm. that I end up using. Uh papaya, pineapple, bananas, raspberries, blackberries, blueberries, and I say blackberries already and strawberries. <laughs> I'm sorry. And my base of it was watermelon juice because watermelon actually reduces high blood pressure. It is um, very detoxifying. Yes, it is. And it's for about four or five dollars right now, you get about a gallon and a half when you know once you juice it. So, you know, it was a combination of that. So all these different Kind of factors I'm throwing in. I'm like, what can I buy for cheap that's going to yield the most amount of juice? Mm-hmm. And that's my my main smoothie that I was drinking. Um, and the full recipe is on my blog also as a watermelon fruit smoothie. And I drank a lot of water every time I drank a juice. I down two bottles of water. So I'm not only I'm am, am I drinking thirty two ounces of juice. I'm also drinking thirty two ounces of water behind that juice. So on yeah. average day, I drank maybe about two or three quarts of juice and probably about a quart of, of a smoothie. So I'm getting about a gallon of juice in the combination of a juice, and smoothie, another gallon of water. So I was again, over 400 pounds, but you know, the weight is coming off, but I had to constantly try to keep myself satisfied sure. because the thing you don't want to do is be hungry or yeah. blindsided by hunger. And that was just my system that I just started coming up with because I'm like, okay, I gotta stay strong, I gotta stay full. It doesn't matter if I'm drinking two juices, three juices, or four juices. Drink whatever I have to drink, so I won't eat, so I won't break. Now, Christian, I have f- a
6: question for you because you've described two recipes that are all fr- mostly fruit. Very su- and carrots have a you know are very sweet, which yeah. I love. I'm a big fan of fruit. Um, right. Did you ever add green vegetables to your juices? Because you know, I'm thinking that people might be hearing this and thinking, oh, that's a lot of sugar. That's too much sugar. And I always say fruit is, I think fruit sugar is different than, you know, sucrose or white white sugar or, you know, cake sugar. What, but did you ever add any vegetables to your, to your smoothies? I'm, or
3: I'm so glad you said that right there because I think the same exact way you think. The natural sugars in fruit is totally different from this processed white sugar, this high fructose corn syrup, Mm -hmm. you know, all this other stuff. So I totally agree with you on that. To answer the question about when I got down to juices, I tried to stick to a 50-50 method at that time, 50% vegetables, 50% fruit. Mm -hmm. Um, And during this time, I'm experimenting with different vegetables that I've never eaten before or let alone juiced. So... Like a cabbage, I've eaten cabbage before. Probably, you know, ladled in salt pork. Or, you know, that's how my family would cook it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, rarely was it steamed like that. You know what I mean? Southern cooking. So I was raised up on southern cooking. So sure. when I had to actually juice a cabbage, it wasn't the best <laughs> taste at all. If anybody's ever juiced a cabbage, it, <laughs> it, it, it burns your stomach. So I'm like, okay, I have to find something else to you know counteract this taste. So I would always use a pineapple to. Mm-hmm. To mask that taste. And if that couldn't work, if I was, if the cabbage was a little bit too green that I picked that day, because the greener that it is, the stronger that it is, Mm -hmm. um, then I was like, okay, pineapples and apples. And then I'm like, okay, well now I'm at, you know, a two to one ratio. So let me throw in carrots. So that way it's a, you know, a 50, 50 ratio. So that's how a lot of times I came up with a lot of my juice recipes. That's how I came up with a lot of juice recipes and, you know, doing research and Googling and initially you're like, okay, What do I make this day? What is this going to be for? And what is that going to be for? Now, the smoothie recipe, my watermelon fruit smoothie is a lot of times that I didn't add any vegetables to it because in my thinking, I'm like, well, I'm getting enough vegetables through my juices already. This is like, I would say, uh, post-workout or dessert or what may have you. And if I did, I would use spinach. Mm -hmm. I tried kale. I just didn't like the coarseness of kale in the blender. So spinach is a good way to mask that. If you want to add some vegetables to your to your smoothie, I would recommend, you know, spinach. But just during that time, you know, I can say that now in hindsight, but during that time, it was juice, a lot of water. And that's in that uh, watermelon fruit smoothie that I was uh, intaking. And I did that for two months. So two months straight, that's pretty much what I lived off of.
0: Can you talk to us about positive affirmations and how you got there mentally?
3: Positive affirmations is actually something that I personally started at the beginning of this year. I've always been called an optimistic person because I'm always looking for the better of Mm -hmm. a situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even when my mother passed, I was always telling myself, what am I supposed to learn out of this? Because if I didn't ask myself that question of what would be the benefit of the situation, I believe I would have had a total mental breakdown. So it was just a matter of looking at things in a better light. Because going on social media and you know in the social media days and you know everybody had their phone in their hand or sitting at their computer <laughs> just watching yeah. TV, we're just surrounded by advertisement. And I'm saying advertisement from the standpoint of somebody is advertising their thoughts. Mm-hmm. Every post is an advertisement of an individual's thoughts. Yeah. What they're thinking at that point in time, whether it be good or bad. And I just said, well, what better way to start my day, but just telling myself what I want, telling Mm -hmm. myself that I'm strong, I'm I'm going to be, you know, financially blessed, I'm going to be spiritually blessed, I'm going to be blessed in my health, you know, every day, because I don't want to rely on somebody else telling me that I don't want to rely on somebody else being my pick me up. Yeah. And I just started telling myself that every day. And Declaring things that I wanted out of life, declaring where I wanted to be at the end of the year, whether it be goals, weight loss, financial or business wise or whatever, regardless of how silly that it may have sounded even to me at the time. I just had to just get it out and had to make sure that I looked myself in the mirror every morning and tell myself that. And at first I didn't even believe it. I'm like, oh, this is a a crock of crap seeing these people, you know, these Tony Robbins people, you know, saying all this crazy stuff, you know, whatever. (laughs) But in the same sense is that as I'm saying that, I'm like, okay, people can talk crazy all day. You know, nobody loves me or life is hard. And then you realize life is hard for that person. Why? Because the power of life and death is in the tongue. And if you keep mm. saying that, then obviously it's going to keep happening. So why not spend that same energy, but put it in a positive affirmation? So-
0: The power I, of life and death is in the tongue.
3: I like that. It's correct. <laughs> so when I started doing that, I had to start believing it. So not only did phase one was just saying it, then phase two was actually believing it. And you have to say it because you have to hear yourself say it, not so much say it in your mind, but you have to speak it, like we're speaking right now. And once I started believing it and started becoming more consistent at it, things started to open up. Things that I stopped speaking over my life started to open up, whether it be weight loss, whether it be, clients, whether it be anything that I was speaking of, one way or another, I started to see the steps that presented itself for me to climb up that ladder to whatever I was trying to get to. Mm -hmm. And some days I'm in a rush and some days I don't say it. I don't speak my positive affirmations over myself. And I notice a difference in my attitude. I Mm -hmm. notice a difference in my demeanor. And the moment that I do start saying it, then I see the positive outcomes come. So I've gotten to a point personally that It is not beneficial for me in no way, shape or form to not do it every day because I've put these things out in the universe for them to come to me. So if I don't keep saying them all the time, they won't. And I know just for my spiritual well-being that I have to say it because if I don't, then everything is thrown off that day. You know, it's just like waking up and not stretching or waking up. Some people have their morning coffee, just how you get that jolt of energy. (laughs) That's how what positive affirmations provide for me. Spread love, not war. Speak positivity into your life every day and speak positivity into someone else's life every day.
0: All right. To listen to the full episode with Christian, go all the way back to episode 132 of Food Heals. All right. I hope you enjoyed those interviews. They always inspire me, whether they are old or new. It just shows the power of of plants, right? The amazing power of plants. And that is what I'm all about. And that's why I do this show to share those stories with you to inspire you that a healing miracle is always possible. So if you want to go on this wellness and weight loss journey with me and with other Food Heals Nation listeners together in 2023, I've got your back. Let's effing do this. Let's get healthy AF in 2023. I'm ready. Like I told you, I've already lost 11 pounds on this program. Okay? you can do it too. I'm amazed at my results. I am feeling great. I am like, I didn't even, uh, you guys, I wasn't even like trying, I wasn't even like, I need to lose weight. I'm so unhealthy. But I didn't know how much better I could feel until I took 11 pounds off. And I'm still going. This peptide therapy is no joke. It works. It works fast. It works well. And I didn't know that it was something that my body wasn't producing and that I needed, right? We have to find out. We have to do functional medicine testing. We have to find out what it is that our body needs to heal itself. And then our body goes back into perfect balance. It's called homeostasis. So let's get our bodies to homeostasis together in 2023. Let me tell you what it's going to look like. So in the Healthy AF program, we will meet for four months every Wednesday on a Zoom party, a Zoom call, to reach our goals together. This is your accountability group. This is your education group. This is your connection group. It's a course, but it's also a community. Does that make sense? I wanted to offer you a community and accountability so we could do this together because the worst thing we can do is start a weight loss, a wellness, a fitness program alone on January 1st because you know how long those last. They do not last long at all. So we've got your back. Let's do it together. If you want to get healthy AF together, you can join me. There will be other wellness podcasters. I've got functional medicine doctors. I've got plant-powered chefs. People way smarter than me are going to be joining this call and these calls and giving us inspiration, motivation, education for a four-month total transformation. So together, we're going to go through each of the steps that I talked about about two episodes ago, right? In the four steps to total transformation, so we could completely transform our health, right? Remember that episode. So I'll 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 go through the steps. So I'll remind you, okay? (laughs) Let's make this easy. So step one of the program is functional medicine testing, where we will work with a functional medicine practitioner. You can use mine. You can use your own. It's up to you. I will give you all the information you need to get started. They will help you determine the perfect diet, supplementation, and hormones for you, for your body. Not for Jane, not for your cousin, not for your sister, not for your friend. for you. And of course, I have recommendations and discount codes, or you can work with your own person. Either way, you will be determining the perfect diet for your own health. You will be determining what supplementation does your body need, right? Because it's always different from the person next to you, even if they're your family member, your roommate, your husband, your wife, your friend it's still going to be different. Step number two is peptide therapy. This is how I have personally lost 11 pounds so far, 11 pounds and counting, because last time I did a podcast, I was at, I think, nine pounds. Now I'm at 11 pounds, and I'm going down slowly but surely, and I'm feeling better. Like I'm telling you, I'm, like it's so crazy. This belt didn't fit. I have jeans that don't fit. I'm packing for a trip right now. You guys, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm going to New York, then London, then Cairo, and then I think Malta, and I still don't don't have my return ticket. So I have to, I have to pack both like for cold climates, New York and London and warm climates, Cairo and wherever I go after that, because then I'll be, you know, Africa, Middle East, it'll be hotter there. So I'm, I'm, I'm packing for both. And I'm literally trying like, I tried on these jeans and I was like, oh, these are large on me. I remember when they were my skinny tight jeans. Hmm. I know I'm, I'm so, I'm not cool enough. I still wear skinny jeans. Get over it. Okay. Then I'm putting on dresses that I remember like, oh, I had to wear a certain bra with, or like didn't fit here, or like was too tight here. And they look fabulous. So that's just 11 pounds in like, let me tell you, I think six or seven weeks. So It's crazy, this peptide therapy, because it does reduce cravings. Like I'm telling you, sugar cravings are like gone. Wine cravings are like gone. Like, will I still partake? Sure. Are my portions much smaller? Yes. Crazy. It it, it suppresses your appetite and it helps you achieve your goal weight. And it also is, it's a regenerative medicine. So you're fasting for longer periods of time, just by accident not even trying fasting is a part of what we're going to do but it's a crazy way to just reduce your cravings so if you're a person that has cravings all day long this will help address that physically we're also going to address it emotionally let me get there but it's it, peptide therapy is blowing my mind right now also Elon Musk has talked about this he's on board the rumors are that Kardashians are too so if that makes you excited you know i don't care about pop culture as much but It is interesting when celebrities are doing something, sometimes they're ahead of the curve. They have access to things that we don't. And so I'm excited for the peptide therapy. It is a weekly injection that I give myself. It is B12 and peptides. So I do B12 on one side, peptides on the other side once a week. If I can do it, you can do it too. And you can do this on your own with someone locally, or I'll give you, you know, the people that I work with, they're going to give you guys a discount code as well. So you can do the peptide therapy. So that's step two. Step three is we are going to cultivate game-changing daily habits. These are going to be your non-negotiables that you're going to do every single day. But they're not hard. Don't freak out. Number one is moving your body. Number two is adding plants to your plate. Number three is hydration optimization or just drinking more water. I'll tell you exactly how much to drink. And number four is intermittent fasting. These four simple practices that you can incorporate into your daily routine can have massive results in a short amount of time. Very cool, right? I'm not going to tell you you have to go vegan overnight. I'm going to tell you you have to add more plants to your plate. I'm not going to tell you you have to get a personal trainer and bulk up and do all these things. I'm going to tell you, hey, what's your daily practice of moving your body going to look like? You're going to determine that for yourself, whether it's taking two 30-minute walks a day or getting a gym membership. I don't care you are going to, and I do care, you know what I mean, Um, you are going to add movement into your daily routine. You're going to add plants to your plate. You're going to drink half your body weight in ounces of water per day. Yes, you're going to pee a lot, but oh my gosh, this is going to cleanse you out and detox you so much faster, okay? And then we're going to do intermittent fasting and that is just, doesn't mean you're not going to eat, don't worry. You're just going to expand your fasting window between dinner and and breakfast. So that can mean eating dinner a little bit earlier, eating breakfast a little bit later, so your body has more time to fast, heal, and repair. So those are four simple practices that can have massive results. All right, so that's step one, functional medicine. Step two, peptide therapy. Step three, those four game-changing daily habits. Step four is our emotional healing. This is how we're going to change our relationship to food by identifying the underlying emotions that are holding us back from having the healthiest, happiest life and heal those emotions for good. So this is for everyone who's like, I know I have a food addiction or every time I'm sad, sad, I reach for the fridge. I go, what can I make? What can I cook? This is for all of us that know when we go to eat, we're trying to suppress a feeling that we don't want to feel. So together, we're going to work on those emotional eating triggers that we all have. And we're going to banish them for good. So over the course of the four months, you'll be educated, inspired, and encouraged to gently change your habits so that you can have a total health and wellness transformation in just four months, even less, because I'm telling you, you will start to see the results really quickly if you do the work. And when I say work, I know work sounds hard. It's not hard. We're going to do it together. We're going to meet every Wednesday for one hour each week. Of course, I invite you to join live for the best experience, but replays will always be available if you miss a meeting. You will be supported by me and a team of experts hand-selected by me. Many of them will be your favorites from Food Heals, and we're going to guide you along your health and wellness journey. So are you ready to change your life? In just a few short months from now, you can have all the tools, the strategies, the practices and the mindset to end emotional eating, to drop the body shame, to lose the weight, to have more energy, to transform your life and finally find food freedom for good, finally feel better, fit into your pants, fit into your clothes, have energy for all the things you want to do and go out and create in the world, right? So let me know if you're in. If you join between now and my birthday, December second, it's only four ninety seven. So four hundred ninety seven is for four months of accountability and access to incredible doctors, nutritionists, experts, chefs, and more, plus a community of other Food Heals Nation listeners to connect with and bond with if you so choose. After my birthday, it's going to go up to its regular price of $8.97, so go ahead and start now, sign up now to save $400 by enrolling by December 2nd at foodhealsnation.com slash transformation. Now, there are two additional costs that you may incur if you decide to go all in, so just know that the functional medicine test that I recommend starts at 140, and you can go up from there depending on what you wanna get done and depending on your budget. And if you choose to do the peptide therapy, You can do it anywhere, but I'll give you a resource that is about, it's $250 for two months, but I just emailed with them and they said that they're going to give Food Heals Nation a discount code to make it cheaper for you. So like $175 for you. That'll be for two months of peptides and B12. And of course, you can also choose to use someone in your area or community or someone, a telehealth practitioner that you find. Obviously, I'm not sure of that cost and all of this is optional, but those are the additional costs that you will incur. You're not paying those to me, you're paying those to the doctors or functional medicine practitioners that you will be working with if you so choose to during this program. Again, you may have your own or you can use the ones that I recommend. So I wanted to make sure that you're super clear on what is included. The 497 is the accountability, the four months of Zoom parties with experts and me, and does not include the functional medicine tests or the peptide therapy if you choose to do those. All right. So we're going to meet each week for four months every Wednesday, and we're going to talk about those four steps. And plus, not only that, we're going to go through everything I talked about, but we're also going to talk about cool other health hacks, like things that are working for people like fat burning exercises, meditation, ice baths, colon hydrotherapy, muscle building exercises, breath work, kundalini yoga, infrared sauna, like all these other things we can use to hack our health and to anti-age ourselves, right? We're going to have so much fun. I really, really hope you join me. I, I literally can't wait to see who's in. Okay, then uh, what else do I need to tell you? The refund policy is seven days. After seven days, there will be no refunds. So just make sure you're in. I hope you're in. Okay, if you have any questions, shoot me a DM on Instagram. You know where to find me at TV or at Food Heals Nation, or you can email info at foodhealsnation.com and ask all your questions there. So if you're ready to get started, there's no fancy sales page, anything like that. You guys know that I was canceled. I was, uh, excuse me, deplatformed, deplatformed uh, by the very software that I used to create beautiful sales pages in the past. Um, so there's no sales page, but if you're ready, you can just sign up at foodhealsnation.com slash transformation. And we start January 4th. See you there. Food Heals Nation.